0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to American Pale Males, your nerdy beer tasting podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michael. And with me, who could the other host be? It's been somebody different for the past few weeks, but it is
1: Woohoo! Oh, I mean, sorry, hey, it's me. <laughs> it's it's Jeremy, Michael. How have you been? My perfectly explainable absence.
0: Well, you know, I've put up a lantern and the widow's watch every <laughs> every uh, <laughs> night just in case you came back but um i've been hanging in there otherwise we had some fun with steve and uh drinking various brews those face-to-face ones you always can try something a little more intense
1: something worth splitting
0: so we had can. fun there
1: i liked the episode the world the one that's been up so far yeah uh the french press
0: yes yes that was a definitely a fun activity Despite the little botch, yeah, um, a little botch. <laughs> don't worry. Um, actually, you haven't heard it yet, I guess. But I did redo the grapefruit one correctly. Oh, good. And so you'll hear that in a few days, and then people listening to this will can go back two weeks and hear that right at the top of the show of episode 165.
1: This will be 167, right? Seven. Yes, got two yes. more with Steven in the pot.
0: Yes, that's correct. Uh, Pulling the uh,
1: curtain way back, just ripping it off the yeah.
0: the rod. Yeah, Jeremy. But why have you been gone? Do you care to?
1: Yeah, sure. It's, Your uh, adoring public wants to know. Th- this time, it's I can confirm it's not my fault. Uh, the the last time I got into a uh, a uh, bike accident, you had just left for Korea, I believe. Hmm. And so we thankfully we had had several episodes in the in the can ahead of time and it wasn't really an issue i was able to do stuff and move around and have beer afterwards because i was Mm -hmm. no longer taking dilaudid but (laughs) but uh I i was biking to work two week and a half two weeks ago god i don't even remember and i was going up a hill and rounding a corner as i went up said hill and the pedal snapped off of my bike now because I was turning and like pumping as hard as I could I went down on my left side and I broke the olecranon which is the pointy part of your elbow oh oh wow oh yeah yeah Uh, hopefully I'm I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow and I want to get a hold of the x-rays because it's pretty gross um (laughs) a a woman who was walking to a bus stop nearby thankfully uh, saw me go down and said hey let me drive you to the ER at that time i as i was still laying on the ground uh trying to figure out what had actually just happened uh i was just like no 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 i'll just i'll just walk my bike back to the the condo which is you know uh four or five blocks away from from there i want to say as the crow mm-hmm. flies and i was like i'll just walk that back and i'll drive to the er it'll be no big deal and mm. then she's like are you sure It's like your elbow's pretty jacked up <laughs> and uh <laughs> I, 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 I tried standing up and uh I realized I was going into shock or at least about to go into shock and it was it was no good so yeah this 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 wonderful woman drove me to the hospital I went in there it at first i thought it was not a break but then uh I saw the look on the radiologist's face and I'm like, Oh <laughs> when you get a look from somebody in the ER <laughs> Yeah. They they technically couldn't tell me that my elbow was broken because they weren't doctors interpreting their job was only to get the pictures. Right. Okay. But later on they're like, oh yeah that we knew that thing was broke. Oof. So uh so yeah, the uh the tip of the elbow, disgusting facts coming up. So if uh, bone stories are a bit of a thing <laughs> for you, uh trigger warning. Okay. Um <laughs> I, I had apparently snapped the olecranon enough, and Google olecranon if you haven't done so already. Um, I broke it good enough that the, like it was broken like clean off my elbow, oh. and it rotated outwards. So if you're looking at someone's left elbow, okay, uh-huh. uh huh. Imagine put your arm at a 90 degree angle. Yeah. Okay. Or someone's left arm at a 90 degree angle. The very, very tip of the elbow is broken. Like completely off. It's like one big piece broken off. Mm -hmm. It rotated to the outside. Okay. So, yeah. After I had gotten the x-rays and the doctors were putting on a splint cast, whatever you want to call it, before, while they were still determining when I would get in for surgery, they mentioned several times that they were surprised it hadn't uh, punctured the skin.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but that's good. I mean, good that it didn't. But oh man, just the thought of that is just
1: and, and uh, like I've been told that I have a freaky tolerance for pain by m- more than a few doctors, especially in the wake of the collarbone last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the only time. To- well, and like I, I, I take some small amount of pride that I'm able to just like suck it up and deal with it while they're doing whatever they need to do, like moving your arm around mm-hmm. or putting something where it needs to be. When they were trying to bend my arm to about a 90-degree angle. I could feel the bone pressing up against the giant sack of blood on my elbow that had accumulated. Yeah, right. Something has to go there. <laughs> I, I could I could feel it pressing on the skin, and oh. that is a pain that I don't ever care to feel. I would rather take a broken collarbone than that, because at least oh, with the man. collarbone, I was doped up onto lauded, and I didn't know what was going on. But this was just horrific. Like, it was... It was bad. So I had to sell that Slayer ticket, which was...
0: Oh, yeah, you missed your Slayer concert.
1: Crushing depression, but, you know, I was able to make $15 off of it. (laughs) But uh, end of June, I should be back to normal. Uh, The doctor's appointment tomorrow. should have the splint off, and I can finally wash my arm, which I've been looking forward to for about 10 days. And uh, I have to start the gross process of PT tomorrow as well, which I'm not looking forward to. Oh, yeah. But the one thing I would like to prove to our listeners is when I've been saying that the pedal snapped off on my bike, a lot of people are saying, you mean it because they screw in, right? And they're, they're threaded so that it tightens as you pedal forward. So each one technically threads in a different direction. It's so that it doesn't come loose as you're pedaling. Right. It did not unthread. It snapped. So this one,
0: so it's like just like a clean break.
1: Part of it is still screwed into the uh, part where the pedal screws in. I'm not a Mm -hmm. repairman, but it's snapped. (laughs) Like all right, it's snapped. This is not my fault. (laughs) Like I, I can prove it this time. But uh, that's that.
0: Oh yeah. well, I've been kind of picturing you as Bart (laughs) when he breaks his arm. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he it basically turns into a spoof of Rear Window Well it's a fun story uh, The first week that I was laid up Fiance of the show stopped at the library And got me a number of movies Because we were <laughs> reaching the limit on our bandwidth for the month Oh man And okay. so she, she got me like The Lobster Which I finally watched And a bunch of movies that I didn't watch But she did get me a Rear Window Which is a sign that she has a sense of humor about things <laughs> it, it was pretty funny
0: well, Jeremy, I'm wondering, do you have a beer brag in the face of these injuries?
1: I do. You do? I've, I've been off the uh, hard narcotics for well over a week now, and it's just been 600 milligrams of ibuprofen every now and then, as you okay. i So I'm, I'm generally good on that, and we actually went out for trivia and won. Oh, wow. Th- thank you. At, uh, at a new play, well, a new trivia spot because we need to uh we need to rack up league points.
0: Right, yeah. I think last time you were on we mentioned that yeah, you were uh trying this league thing. So
1: Uh-huh. So I had uh from a Reunion Brewing the Electric Banshee uh coffee stout, the coffee version of it. It's uh it continues Reunion's winning streak. I don't know why it seemed like they were as we've said before, you know, it seemed like they were kind of a lesser local brewery, you know, yeah. kind, of, kind of on the, uh, like, good enough, but not, like, on that next level, like, say, an Exile or a, yeah. big, or a Big grow for that matter.
0: I remember initially you were kind of tepid on them, but since then it seems like that's changed.
1: 100%, so uh, we've had the Pub Ale on the show, right? That's correct. They have the Tank Puncher IPA, which is Quickly becoming a local favorite of everyone, they actually do brew that one with chunks of grapefruit in the kettle, Michael. <laughs> um, but this this is their you know their regular stout, dry Irishy sort of stout. Mm-hmm. Uh, this particular version had coffee in it. It was was not too sweet, which I can, which is sort of a problem for me occasionally. Um, I, I'm not the biggest fan of super sweet stouts unless there's you know heat or some sort of adjunct going on. Milk stouts are good. Oatmeal stouts are, are better. And just the Irish stouts are the best for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's dry. It's roasty, but without being like ashy and overdone. Um, very good. 4.25? Yeah. Oh, okay. The coffee was in there just right. And uh, keep up the good work reunion. I, I don't remember if I tweeted you or texted you or what the deal is, but we're doing... uh. Coralville Strip flights next time you're in town.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good idea.
1: Yeah, yeah, we can do them in Guild.
0: Oh right, yeah, that's just down the road there.
1: It is just right down, like eh, a mile down the road, maybe. I don't know. Maybe we
0: should ride bikes just to rub it in the gods of fate face.
1: No, no, I'm not going <laughs> to okay. do it. I, it's going to be a while before I can get the bike fixed. And as Captain of the show once has said, when he, I told him about my injury, he's just like, you know, I, I'm not sure bikes are for you. <laughs> and i wanted to yell at him like it's not my fault <laughs> like you know what, he's he might not be wrong i don't i don't know the uh uncanny wisdom of the captain can yeah. kind of yeah i have already i mean i i paid like a good amount of money for this bike and i want to use it because it's mm-hmm. a good it's a good bike the the pedal was a replacement pedal that was of, apparently of subpar quality mm, apparently so, yes yeah so uh, but eno- enough of that depressing nonsense, Mike. Yes. What about yourself? Beer brags, hit me. You've had plenty of time. I have a... Yes, I have.
0: I have a beer brag from Mobcraft, which is a outfit... I believe they're around the Milwaukee area. And so they're unique. I think I've talked about them on the show before, but they crowdsource their beers. So anybody can send mm. in a beer suggestion, and then they post them on the website, and then... You vote for what beer you want them to make by pre-ordering it. And whichever beer has the most pre-orders, they make. Ah, But I also think, because I didn't see this one in their like monthly winners, their crowdsourced beers, I think they also just make their own beers. And so this one is Senor Bob, and it is a Gave Imperial Cream Ale aged in tequila barrels.
1: Now you said Senor Bob as in Robert, correct? Correct. Okay.
0: So this is an imperial cream ale so popular we brewed it again. This <laughs> ale is brewed with agave, then aged in tequila barrels. Agave and oak character tumble by as notes of tequila dance among the stars. So it's 8.7% ABV. So it was really good. Um, it's kind of interesting to use a cream ale as a base for a barrel-aged beer. So that I was is kind of curious interesting. to see how that would work out. But it was just such a solid base Um, It made a nice, unintrusive platform for this agave and tequila flavor to really shine. So those flavors were, like, most predominant. The cream ale just kind of took a back seat, but still provided the support, the overall package needed. So I really liked it. Apparently I gave it a 4.5. Yeah, it was like, I went on a tequila kick, I don't know, several years ago, and it it was very true to form, but it, it wasn't burning tequila, like. Oh, you mm-hmm. got to eat the lime and lick the salt now. Tequila. It was just a nice, pleasant tequila flavor there. Mm-hmm. So, enjoyed it. Interesting. Oh, and I also wanted to say another thing about Mobcraft that I think you might find um, very interesting, Jeremy. Mm -hmm. So you can look on all their beers on their website and click on any of the beers. Uh And in there, it gives you the recipe how to make a five-gallon batch. Ooh. Down to the yeast strain, boil times, target ABV.
1: I like this.
0: Yeah, and they make pretty kooky
1: beers too, so. so I'm seeing. They like so one thing that I've noticed is a lot of places will uh will give you the like the ingredients and sometimes even a recipe, but they won't tell you like the hopping schedule or the boil. Dang, they uh they really go all out on it. Yeah. yeah Ooh-hoo. Ooh-hoo. Yeah. It's like sour
0: cherry candy, you yeah, know. That's in yeah.
1: there. I'm looking at the uh the Dudeism White Russian Stout.
0: <laughs> yeah, Interesting. so lots of uh, you know, even if you wanted needed to tweak it a little bit to make it more practical, but mm-hmm. I mean, you would have everything there. So I I found that amazing because it's yeah all front and center.
1: For the record, uh, the designing great beers book does show how to convert like all grain to extract.
0: Oh, so you could yeah you could even simplify it even further.
1: Definitely because I mean they give you the percentages which is nice.
0: I'm interested in this website, too. Is check that out. Um, mobcraftbeer.com. Jeremy, I have another website here we can talk about briefly All right. with an interesting article. It's it's on Vine Pair, Um, which they do good articles about beer. And this was actually a article that was tweeted out by Stone trolling Miller Coors because this article is <laughs> the 10 worst beers in the world on Vine awesome. Pear. And oh. they say, cheer up, Miller Coors. You only have four beers on this list. That's all. What does this have to do with... Put the key back in Keystone? Exactly. <laughs> Continuing campaign to... Uh, well, not campaign, their lawsuit to mm-hmm. uh, protect oh, yeah. the stone name. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> do you want me to not look at these and guess? Or should yeah, I just let's, bring...
0: Okay. Let's do that. Let's give you, like, see how many you can get. I mean, you don't have to name them all, but uh-huh. you know, just throw out some and we'll see how many you get. Um, so real quick... The 10 Worst Beers in the World from Emily Bell on Vine Pair. P A I R P
1: A Yes, good point. I want the I want the other pair.
0: They uh, do a little disclaimer about snobbery, and, you know, they say, sure. you know, all beer has its place somewhere in our lives. Often, certain fiscal insolvent junctures where an affordable 30-pack is actually a social lifeline, and so we're not denying these beers have a place in our hearts, nor trying to suggest that if you don't buy $15 six-packs of a single hop Imperial IPA, you must hate yourself. Yeah. They say we just like the beers because they have a heavy verbal emphasis on greatness. That a lot of the worst beers are self-identified as best, premium, genuine, and ultra.
1: Interesting. Is that a hint?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, that will be your hint. Milwaukee's best. Yes. Well, okay. I'll I'll write them down as you go. So guess um guess five of them, and we'll see how many are on.
1: Milwaukee's best is pretty rancid. Uh, does this include malt liquors? I think there is one malt liquor on here. Jaguar Ice. Okay. Oh, uh, Mick Ultra. Okay. I'll bet one of those low-carb beers is on there. At least one. Um, okay. Uh, Miller Genuine Draft 64 there. Okay. Or was it 55? I know there's a 55 and a 64.
0: <laughs> okay. We'll put both on your list, and then do add one more to your... Oh, uh, Beer 30. Okay. All right, here is the list. And I don't think this is in any particular order. I think they just threw them on there, although the last one is a doozy. First is Natty Light. Oh.
1: Oh. It's so gross. Yeah.
0: Followed by Natty Ice. Oh,
1: God. (laughs) That that stuff's pretty rancid.
0: Which apparently, according to them, has its own Urban Dictionary page, and one of the descriptions (laughs) is, what a skunk would taste like if it were liquid.
1: Oh, that's pretty tame for Urban Dictionary. (laughs) That's one one of them. That's a good reason. Okay, way to catch yourself, vine pear.
0: Now, have you ever heard of this? Sleeman
1: Clear? You know, I don't think I have. It feels like it's ringing a bell of some sort, but I don't know what in the world that bell would be. Is it like a British or something?
0: Apparently it's a low-carb beer. Uh Uh-huh. And the marketing calls it clean, refreshing, and they call it insipid and depressing.
1: I mean, it can be both. <laughs> Sleeman Breweries is a Japanese owned brewery founded by John W. Sleeman in 1988 in Guelph, Ontario, Canada. Good God. Sapporo bought him out in 2006. The company owns a 2% share of Ontario's primary beer retailer. The company is a significant player in beer in Canada. Weird. So it's Canadian. That's probably why we really don't see it. God, they have like 15. Ver- oh, no. We got to find. We got. They make an IPA. Ugh. Sleeman? Yeah. I, I think the stuff you're talking about is Clear 2.0. Yes. Oh, okay. Hmm.
0: Okay. So here's the first one that you got. Kind of. So Milwaukee's Best Premium, but also on the list is Milwaukee's Best Light. Is there Ew. just a plain Milwaukee's Best in between I,
1: those two? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to find this out.
0: If I had a guess, I would say Milwaukee's Best is probably commonly referred to as the Premium
1: Variations. Am I the first person to Google Milwaukee's best variations? (laughs) 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 Uh, Wait, so I'm seeing here regular light, and well, that's Urban Dictionary as well. Milwaukee's best lager, Milwaukee's best ice. I'm not seeing, so
0: I'm seeing an image here of lager, ice, and light, but not premium. That's
1: what I'm getting too. Let's see. Only good thing to come out of Milwaukee's best are those. Hyper-local, Davenport-only Will Ferrell beer commercials. You ever see those? That was Old Milwaukee. Yeah. Oh, God, that's right. There's a difference, isn't there? I think so. <laughs> oh, God, you're right.
0: But that was that was great, yeah. Those Will Ferrell commercials. The old
1: Milwaukee is disgusting. That's what I was thinking of, those the red and white can. Yes. I mean, yes. I'm, I'm doing some Googling. Oh, yep. Yeah, I was thinking of Old Milwaukee. He asked for a very low
0: rate for doing the commercials but they could only air in local markets. (laughs) Which is fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) And one of them's like him like coming out of the, it must've been the Mississippi, right? Yeah,
1: it's the Mississippi. And he's wearing like waiters on.
0: Yeah. Oh, it looked so yucky. (laughs) It's it's Um, disgusting. Wikipedia says lager and ice. So what is this premium? I don't know. All right. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Okay. So we got the Milwaukee's best premium and uh, light. Michelob Ultra.
1: Aha! You see, you got that. It's, it's really not that bad. I just said it because of the Ultra. It's just low-carb beer is pointless. Yeah. Camo Genuine Ale,
0: which is apparently a malt <laughs> liquor from <laughs> Vegas. Oh, God. Oh, With, no. Uh, 8.6 ABV.
1: That'll do it. Then Budweiser Select, 55. Hell yeah, that's two. Are we
0: counting that? <laughs> we'll count that. All right. <laughs> you said both 64 and 55. Another one, Miller Genuine Draft, Light 64. Yeah, buddy. So, yes, you got the 55 and the 64s. Those
1: things legit taste like garbage. Um, So, I have a friend who shall remain nameless. Okay. Who, in an uh, attempt to, you know, take it easy on the carbs and so on, uh, will come over. Okay, not so much anymore. Now it's more the hard seltzer, which is gross, but that's another story. <laughs> um, we'll come. Used to come over to the place and hang out and have like a six pack of MGD sixty fours. Right? That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, the stuff is at like three point one percent alcohol. Right. Well, because alcohol is caloric, well, so am sure, gotta... sure. I'm sure. Yeah. But it's which is like all right, that's fine. But if you want to get a little hammy, just do a shot of vodka or something. Like what's the what's the point of having a six pack of that garbage? Right. Yeah. If or at least having a six pack. In like an evening, or vodka and club soda, or something like that. Yeah, I love vodka club soda, mostly mostly with uh, North Forty vodka from uh, from uh, the Family Distillery. But that's that's right. Yet another different story. Get a plug in there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's
0: It's good vodka. Check it out. And the last on the list, I would have to say this is probably the worst. And I'm surprised you didn't say it, but at the same time, is it a beer? Is it not
1: Bud Light? Colada. Oh no! Oh, oh, oh. I'm, we're gonna have which to has come happen. up on the show before M- multiple times. It's truly revolting. Um, yeah, it's just like oh no! I trust Budweiser to maintain safety standards with clam and tomato juice, <laughs> right? <gasps> right. Because so when I think Budweiser, I think clam juice. <laughs> Even if they get it from a reputable clam juice vendor. It's still just it's like, still, oh my god, it That's clam juice. The only good thing to come out of clam juice is at South Park where they make the joke about the uh the goth kids drinking clamato juice instead of blood because they're wieners. Oh yeah, that's right. It's the only good thing to come out of clamato juice. Uh Simpsons was crab juice, right? Simpsons was in fact crab juice. Crab juice, okay. Um
0: so yeah, so that's apparently the worst beers in the world. Um you got, think you got four of them on there, four or five. So, good calls on your guesses.
1: Well, so like I, I mean, I get it. Like the the Milwaukee's and the uh, the Natties and all that. That stuff truly is rank. But for a world where people are, you know, like they just want to sit in a backyard and have a beer, it doesn't really matter what it is. Like I'm not going to hate on them too much for the right. uh, the, the 55s, 64s, ultras, whatever. It's it gets way worse than that.
0: I think so, too. I think Steel they could have pretty... really scraped the bottom of the barrel. These are pretty front
1: and center brews. Yeah. Well, most of, well, about half of them are. So, um. As I mean like a Colto. What would you rather have right now, Michael? Gun to your head. A Colto or a Miku? Oh, a Miku, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That occulta was like negatively
0: flavored whereas Mickey was just insipidly flavored,
1: neutrally flavored.
0: Yeah, it'd be it'd be, it'd be a cold beverage on a
1: well, relatively hot day. So, yeah, it's kind of nice outside. I I wonder if I remember what the outdoors is like, Michael. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> that, was, that was fun, Michael. I I like these guessing games, especially when I like I get some of them right but not enough right to for it to be boring. Enough to keep you guessing, but uh, yeah. you can still have pride yeah. in having chosen correctly. Uh-huh. Can I have pride? <laughs> yeah. Because I've had some of those ones, and it's like it's not a good thing. Like the colada, all that was, that was a wager. Right, I remember you oh, said that was that, a wager. Yeah. But uh, so I, I drank those out of a sense of duty, and with like half a bottle of hot sauce. Just because the only way I could get through it was just by like burning my taste buds off of cholula <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> ah, but bigger and better things, Michael. Uh, right, it's we're onto the FDR. We're onto we the FDR. F- find a beer, drink a beer, and rate a beer. What? Oh, what, Michael? Is presumably starting off the summer series. Right now that
0: the summer series has been delayed the jabroni start of summer (laughs) (laughs) the jabroni start of the summer we covered in the last three episodes this coming out on on the 19th so that's pretty close to the real start of the summer
1: that's close enough for me man
0: yeah so this is the true summer series um and today we have a beer that i think is relatively summery i think i i believe so yeah it's of the moment and it is new belgium voodoo ranger juicy haze ipa I picked this one up for the swap, a little selfishly because I knew Jeremy had had it before, but I thought he could have it officially on the show and lend kind of his some of his insight because you've had other juicy IPAs, whereas I have had like one or two juicy IPAs. I think maybe between the two of us we'll get a good uh, mix there. I'm curious to see what a a mainstream craft brewery does with this style that crept up from. Not the underbelly,
1: but the outer belly. I the know. outer belly of craft brewing. So we got a uh, we got their own Vic Rattlehead going on here. That's
0: right. That's a good comparison. Yeah. On the bottle, it's as with the Voodoo Ranger series, it's a skeleton wearing a bomber cap and uh, what, like a ranger hat too, or a combination of the two. And then he always has like these jackets on that. I don't know, like a glam rocker might wear. Uh,
1: <laughs> maybe, think uh, Roger Daltrey circa 1966.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's vaguely military looking and vaguely Grateful Dead looking.
1: That's <laughs> kind of... Uh, vaguely, but it's, it's, it's not like the, oh God, now I can't drink this beer length of the uh, Grateful Dead because I hate the freaking Grateful Dead. <laughs> um, and it's not quite as militaristic as like, say, a five-finger Death Punch releasing albums like, got your six. And covers of Bad Company by Bad Company off the album Bad Company. Bad Company, yes.
0: Now, um, on their website, uh, with I think pretty much all of their beers, they do go into a lot of detail about what's in this beer. Um, So it's 7.5 ABV, which is a lot for a relatively
1: inexpensive beer. Well, and it's high for uh, a hazy IPA. I feel like they're generally a little bit more rational on that front.
0: Yeah, yeah. 42 IBU. Yeast is American Hefeweizen. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 230 calories. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hops include uh, Citra, Cascades, Centennial, Simcoe, and Nugget. Mm-hmm. Malts are Pale Wheat, C80, and Oats. C80? Yeah. Interesting. So that that's uh, almost on the darker side a little bit. Very much so. Uh, and so a little short description. I don't think we have huge flavor text here. Packed with bright tropical aromas and brilliant citrusy flavors, this unfiltered IPA wraps up
1: with a pleasantly smooth finish. So, Michael, have you had much of the, er, dug into the, uh, the hazy IPA craze? It's sweeping the country. The, the high uh, hop content but low bitterness, I think, is the defining characteristic. Right. No, I'm not. So,
0: yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to see what a flagship Uh, not a flagship, but like a, yeah, this was a flagship brewery, I guess you could say, I would, would offer for this and then make that as a basis for trying other juicy IPAs. I'm a little behind the times, you know, not being a big IPA fan, but the juicy IPAs I have had, they're atypical enough that I kind of dig them. So um, it's only been one or two, but uh, looking forward to this one.
1: Uh, yeah, I've been I've been making it a point to try these things out. Uh, speaking of right. which, did Steve bring you?
0: I have tried the what is it, Sleazy Eddie IPA that you made? Yeah.
1: Sleazy Eddie, yes. It's like uh, Big Grove's Easy Eddie, but dirty because it doesn't look like orange juice at all. It looks like mud. But we'll get into that on a different day. Yeah, we will. Okay, um, let's do this one for now. All right, let's uh, let's crack this thing open. Uh, I can tell already that it's. The haze ain't no lie, Michael. I can tell it's just in the bottle.
0: Yeah. Whoa. Okay, I just opened the bottle. i my nose is literally two feet away from the tiny bottle opening. Mm-hmm. And I could smell it already.
1: Ooh, wow, that's uh that is uh fruity, I believe is the word. Bright. Citrusy. Yeah. Zesty. Yeah.
0: Very good adjectives for that nose. Were you reading the uh website by chance? No you weren't. No, was I wasn't. It. Oh, okay. So the color, of course, with these juicy IPAs, it's orange juice because it's unfiltered and you can't see through it, hence the hazy. Uh-huh. Um, this one is a little bit lighter. There's a hint of brown. It's not like that bright yellow orange juice color. It's You can still sell it like a beer, but mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Very effervescent.
0: Yep, yep, yep. I'm getting lots of nice bubbles Big here. Big old
1: boobledies. Uh, Michael, I already went in. Okay. Go in. You discuss and i will go in myself it's very fruity uh the the characteristics i had mentioned earlier of high hop uh Mm. nose and taste aroma and taste there we go that's the fancy way of saying it Mm -hmm. is uh very very present in this there's also very low bitterness not really getting much of the the 7.5 out of it i think it's concealed well under all those hops very much so uh this could be a dangerously crushable beer.
0: Yeah, I just went back in for like four more little sips. It has like this This is good. Zesty kinda of heat to it. Not not heat, but like a little spicy spiciness to it. Okay. Um that I, I like. It's kind of a through line as far as what's there. But obviously the fruitiness is there. There's this like grassiness to the hops. I
1: don't know if I agree with this heat thing. I'm trying to find it.
0: Not heat, just like a little zestiness.
1: Maybe is the better word. Like um, uh the zest of a fr- of a piece of fruit, maybe. Perhaps yes. Some of that like light bitterness to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like like fruit bitterness as opposed to hop bitterness. Mm-hmm. There you go. Rind um, bitterness. It finishes quite clean. Mm-hmm. There's a slight lingering aftertaste on the tongue but there's a little bit of bitterness but it's not as much as any sort of ipa whatsoever what is new belgium's regular ipa do they have just like a regular pale ale it was well ranger. i think it would yeah it used to be ranger and then they spun that off into the whole voodoo ranger series so i think it's just voodoo ranger ipa is what it's called uh you're right voodoo ranger ipa what do we got here for uh voodoo ranger variants we got keep talking, Michael. What do you like about this beer?
0: I like how and it's gotten a little more bitter with more drinks, mm-hmm. but it's still doesn't touch like a a classic IPA.
1: Yeah. Uh. So the the IPA section of New Belgium website tells me they have uh, the Hemperer, the HPA. Oh which, yes. As as discussed on a previous episode. Have you found that yet, Michael? I wanna see your reaction to that.
0: Yeah, it's on tap nearby, and I I want to get out there and do it. Grab it, but I haven't had the chance yet.
1: We got Voodoo Ranger IP, we got the Voodoo Ranger Imperial. We have the eight hop pale ale and the juicy haze. And then they've also done like seasonal ones,
0: like wasn't sure. there the pumpkin spice and Oh yeah. And... God, we're gonna get to that, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. We never had that one on the show, but I believe you mentioned you had it. I had it, yeah. I think I've had all of them listed as far as Voodoo Ranger goes. I had the IPA, Imperial IPA, and the Eight Hop, and now I'm having the Juicy Haze.
1: There's also the Citradelic Tangerine IPA, which is pretty good, by the way. Uh, We may have to throw that. Wonder how that compares to this. It's more fruity. Okay. It's more like fruit fruity, as opposed like a uh, uh, not a Berliner Weiss, but like a uh, like like a not sour sour. Okay. A fruit beer. More of a fruity type beer. Okay. Yeah. I'm rambling. Michael, take over. <laughs>
0: um, I was just going to say that uh, the, the eight hop pale has probably been my favorite of the series to date. Really? This one is probably up there, though. It's... And this has, like, what, three or four hops, you said? I think it was five total. I'll just go back and double check that. Yeah. yeah. Five hops in this one. It is still... Undeniably a pale ale, though. Like, obviously the hop flavor predominates. It's just a different...
1: It's just wailing on those fruit hops.
0: Right. And putting more hops in towards the end of the brew, or the boil, if you will, mm-hmm. than... Um, oh, yeah. 100%. Having them bittered at the very beginning. Uh-huh. So kind of a different a different spin on an old classic.
1: Big Grove, I believe, has a... Well, their hazy IPA is uh, Easy Eddie.
0: Right. And actually, I wanted to ask you, how does this compare to that? I know you're a huge Big grow fan. I am a mark. I am very much a mark for both of those. In fact, you made a beer that tried to clone that, so...
1: Oh, I does... didn't try to clone it. That was just Steve. We couldn't think of a, a name okay, for the beer. So, that was okay. Steve. <laughs> so that was more of a tribute.
0: <laughs> yeah, very much so.
1: Um, how does this compare to the brewery that you mark for? It's it's not as good. Like, okay. not even not even close, but... in New Belgium's defense and, you know, I hold Big Grove in an extremely high regard. If right. that's not if that's not obvious by now. <laughs> um And this is kind of mass marketed too. True. Yeah. But th- that's not to say that this does not have its charms. So, Steve, I want you to write in and let me know what you think about this as compared to Easy Eddie, because I know he had some of the canned Easy Eddie that Big Rope just put out not too long ago. Third party, third third party, independent third party. Uh, but I, I, so I, I think I can explain why the with this specific style of beer, the uh, the little guy will always be better. And you know, Michael, you can probably figure out where I'm going from here. Okay. See, with this stuff, no matter how fresh it is, it's it's still mass-produced. So, just by the nature of the way that New Belgium would distribute and bottle and brew and all that stuff, is that this is a style that lives and dies by freshness. You cannot have an old one of these.
0: Right, and actually, that's why I thought we should do this one first, because, yeah, the date is... I had figured a couple of weeks. So I thought let's get this one out of the way for our summer series and we can worry about the rest later. So
1: and and uh, that's not to say that this one is like bad. It's just that if I we were to go down to Big Grove right now and get something, their whatever ex- weird explorer series IPA they have going on right now, it's going to be better. No matter even if they brewed the exact same recipe with the exact same people, it's going to be better. Mm-hmm. Because it is fresher, very astute, yes, because it's i i feel like i p a s are kind of sort of like a uh they depreciate like a car the like each day that they're off the lot, so to speak, it just goes down farther and farther. it still has a certain you know quality to it that's really, really good, but it's never gonna be as good as it was the second it came off the line
0: mm-hmm mm-hmm,
1: I don't know if that made any sense, I'm kind of out of practice, I think that's apt enough, um should we rate this one though? Yeah, let's go for it.
0: I will go first, I guess. I'll take a sip of judgment here. So, it's kind of changed as I went as I've been drinking it more a little. Um, it's kind of it's like become more bitter and a little more less of the fruitiness to it has diminished. I don't know if that's a temperature thing or like a, a tongue adaptation thing. I think it's a temperature thing. And so, um, which tips it into the more direction that I, I steer away from IPAs for, but... That you hate, say it. <laughs> <laughs> juicy hate IPA. Awesome. Um, there's
1: That's an episode name.
0: <laughs> juicy hate. I'm going to give it a 3.75. The juicy IPA that I've had was better than this, but it was local beer. Mm-hmm. So I think, and kind of factoring in, which would I assume, with what you said with Big Grove, oh, God. that... I think the large scale of this, I think they did a good job for you know nationwide release beer oh, like this one hundred percent with that too, yeah, I think it's gonna have slight shortcomings, perhaps I don't know. I'm interested to see what you think, but yeah, I'll just do three point seven five
1: I think the fact that a mass marketed mass produced granted it's not you know make you or selling <laughs> you know. A Mississippi River's worth of beer every day, sort of mass production <laughs> beer. Uh, okay, <laughs> but but I mean, like you know, the what is there a Budweiser IPA or like an Anheuser Busch or something like that?
0: Oh God! Well, we might have one later,
1: but uh... but but you know what I mean? Like it's Shock Top or whatever. It's it's not it's mm-hmm. no garbage like that. Where uh, this is very good. I like the fruity aspect of it. I. Unlike you, I don't feel that it's getting more bitter as it goes on. I feel that as it warms up it's kind of the uh the maltiness that's sort of laying on the tongue. Really? And the hop okay. the, the hops are giving a little bit of the uh the uh, spray paint effect, but I don't think it's in a bad overwhelming way. No, I don't either, so just to clarify. <laughs> it's it's just omnipresent because I mean, this style of beer lives and dies by its hopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna go in for a sip of judgment and let you know what I think.
0: I just dumped the dregs out into my glass, and it was just a patch of yeast. Just <laughs> you know, sweet. So maybe this would be one that you could uh,
1: harvest from. But I give this one a four point
0: Okay.
1: It, it's it's very good, especially when you consider the fact that it's uh, that it's is mass marketed as it is. Very accessible. Yeah. It's it's very accessible. It's it's not like an explosion of hopping which could turn off some people but for someone who is just like me personally as i've explained it it won't get better than the big guys or the little guys rather pardon me yeah yeah i um, think that's true it it's just it's just the way it is things will never be the same that's true but um it's it's very good i like the, the malt profile is firm but unobtrusive the hop hops are great it uh it has a that weird blended flavor of hopping but it does not it's it's not the spray paint effect right if for some reason you're listening to this podcast and you are unsure as to whether or not you like IPA's or the haze craze check this one out I think it might be a good entry-level one for you
0: I think so yeah Oh, well, very good that's another one down the gullet mm-hmm check us out on Facebook Twitter APM pod there email us directly APM pod at dot com. Look at us on Untapped APM Pod. There, we're host emeritus Mike, Tom Bombadil of the show. Michael. <laughs> Sorry, I did the Tom Bombadil a few times with Steve, and you were uh, you were allowed to get away with it. <laughs> I thought I'd try to sneak it in there, but nope. Uh, yeah, he does all of our ratings there. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, so Mike. So you can follow us there too. Um, but otherwise, those Hobbit movies were bad. Oh yeah. Oh man. There's. Side note. <laughs> There's this great series on YouTube that just breaks them apart. Um, it's this... Actually, you might like some of her other work, too. It's, I think it's Lindsay Ellis. Okay. E-L-L-I-S. She does these video essays about movies, and she did a three-part Hobbit series, um, including interviewing uh, actors from the movie in New Zealand. Oh, wow. Um Yeah. So it's it's great. I I just watched those. So it's funny that you bring that up. And yeah, she explains why they are bad. (laughs) Um, Anyway, but Tom Bombadil's not in the movies. But um, I I know. Okay, okay. okay. So yeah, for Jeremy, I've been Michael. (laughs) For Michael, I am the returning Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers.